This is Christian Questions. John F. Kennedy once said, As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not to utter words, but to live them. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christian Questions. Talk radio with a purpose with Jonathan and Rick. This isn't your typical Christian commentary. We love talking with our audience, and we promise to never talk at you like so many talk shows do today. This is a conversation about biblical topics as we look at them from a different perspective. And Rick, that perspective is based on godly principles, family values, honest dialogue, all in a politically free zone. Jonathan, the best part is this. We talk and you listen, and then you talk and we listen. You can also contact us at our website, ChristianQuestions.com. I'm Rick. And I'm Jonathan. And folks, we're truly glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today on this fine Sunday morning. And Jonathan, what is going on today? What's our subject? What are we talking about? I'm so excited about this program. All right, Rick, our question this morning is... How often does thankfulness occur to you? And our theme text is found in 147, verse 1. Psalm 147. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is becoming. So we're talking about Thanksgiving. And, you know, the actual holiday of Thanksgiving has come and gone. All that remains are leftovers from a great meal, the memories of a family and friends getting together, excitement or disappointment from a football game or two. Or three. (laughs) There were three? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the results of Black Friday shopping, which actually starts on Thursday now. Go figure. Was it fun? I don't know. I didn't go. (laughs) Was it it worthwhile? (laughs) You know, the holiday, of course, it's worthwhile. Did our holiday really focus on the true intention of Thanksgiving? There's the good question. That's the question. Thanksgiving as a day is one thing. Thanks living as a way of life. Well, that's an entirely different story. And Jonathan, that's what we want to talk about this morning is thanks living. You know, I I thought I was really smart and I coined that phrase, but I found out that I didn't. So, Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. But but folks, today what we want to do is focus on the art of giving thanks, not just one day of the year, but as a theme for every day of every year. It's been said that we become what we think about. Imagine becoming a vessel of gratitude, from which others can draw goodness and godliness. I mean, imagine becoming that vessel where it, it, is a, it is a storehouse of good things that others can draw from. Because just like, ha, have you noticed that attitude is contagious? Absolutely. Bad attitude is really contagious? Not good. And, and, but by the same token, good attitude and gratitude are also very contagious. So what we want to do is understand that uh, the attitude of our lives can be contagious to those around us. Let's start that epidemic of goodness and gratitude. Positive, not negative. Right. So, Jonathan, as we begin, uh, um, first we want to start with a biblical, biblical perspective on the concept of Thanksgiving. And when we talk about Thanksgiving today, you know, oftentimes when we do a Thanksgiving program, we talk about the American holiday sure. and American history. Mm-hmm. Today we're not going to do that. Seeker Rewind bonus material has some of the issues uh, um, regarding that in, in the bonus material, um, but 
for, for our program today, it's focused entirely on the concept of thanksgiving and gratitude. So from the Old Testament, what does thanksgiving actually mean? Well, the definition, Rick, uh, is an extension of the hand. By implication, a vowel. A vowel, not a noun or an adjective, uh, a vowel. Which means a <laughs> frank admission or acknowledgement. Or usually adoration, specifically a choir of worshipers. So the idea, the extension of the hand to say thank you. Yes, you know, you know yes. That, that, that the bonding of two individuals, a vowel. It, what did you say a vowel means again? It's a frank admission or acknowledgement. Okay. So it's an action type right. of thing. So the idea behind Thanksgiving in the Old Testament is it does seem to imply a strong action and not just a strong feeling. Yes. And, and, and I think, Jonathan, that's the first place we have to start here. If it's just a feeling, no one else knows that you're thankful. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a really good point. You know, you feel some way, but the idea of Thanksgiving is living how that feeling drives you or, or what the experience brought you to. Good. And so that's the first point that's so important here is Thanksgiving is definitely, from a scriptural standpoint, an action. Psalm 26, 7 is a good example of that. That I may publish with the voice of Thanksgiving and tell of all thy wondrous works. See, with the voice of Thanksgiving. You need to confess right. that thankfulness. Right, right. Let people know. And, and you know, here, here, here's one of the, the, the problems with, with, well, problems, I guess it's a problem with Thanksgiving is sometimes I think that we uh, get shy about the idea of expressing our gratitude. Like you sit around a table and people say, okay, now I want to hear what, you know, every, something that everybody's thankful for. And the reaction is, oh. uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And because sometimes we just, we, we get out of the gratitude mentality. And when we don't live in the gratitude mentality, to go find it again is uncomfortable. You're right. But to live with gratitude, folks, to live with gratitude is the only way to really, truly live. Like if you're asked that question, oh, I got 50 things I can't wait to share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Folks, look, if you have a thought, we're talking about giving thanks, we're talking about gratitude, we're talking about how to have it permeate through all of your life, not just on one day where you eat turkey. So if you have thoughts, we'd love to hear from you at 866-985-4255. Toll free, 866-985-4ALL. We are live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9, and, and that means we're on right now. We want to hear what you have to say about today's topic. Post your comments on our Facebook page. Go to our blog at ChristianQuestions.com. So, Jonathan, as we are talking about Thanksgiving, we talked about a definition, one uh, scripture from the psalm. Let's go to another psalm, Psalm fifty fourteen. Offer unto God thanksgiving, and pay thy vows unto the Most High. So again, offer unto God thanksgiving. It's not just offering unto God how you feel, but it's putting yourself in a, in a position of giving thanks to God. David was such a... A, a yeah. wonderful example of showing thankfulness and song and dance and however he could, he would show it. Writing Psalms is, yes. is a classic example of that gratitude that he would express. And many of these Psalms were not just poetry that he wrote for himself, but they were shared with the nation of Israel. That's right. So it is. It's a wonderful experience to see the action of thanksgiving as, as expressed in the, um, in the Old Testament. So the word for thanks, we talked about the word for thanksgiving in the Old Testament. What about the word for thanks itself? It means especially to revere or worship. Okay. So it's, again, it's that kind of looking up and out. 
and there, there's more of a sense of doing something rather than feeling something. Exactly. You know, we are stuck too, too far stuck in this mentality of it's all about how I feel. Folks, it's really about what we do. Our lives are really about what we do. And isn't that the difference between being selfish and then being unselfish? I think you're right. I think you're right, especially in learning to express gratitude and thankfulness. Psalm 28.7, another psalm that talks about that word for thanks you just, uh, just mentioned. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him. I am helped. Therefore, my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. Okay, with my song will I praise him. So the idea of the song is not something that's quiet and unheard. But with my song, with my outward actions, I will praise him. That's what gratitude is. That's what thanksgiving is. It's outward action that shows the, the gratitude that you feel on the inside. So it's that transference from the internal to the external that we have to really work on. And folks... Here, here, here's, here's part of it is we have to learn to not be shy about it, even though it's probably going to be embarrassing in the world in which we live, because the world in which we live is not a, is, is not a gracious place. You're right. It's not a place full of gratitude. It's not a place that, that readily recognizes Thanksgiving. It's a place that looks for faults. It's a place that looks for difficulty. It's a place that likes to complain, and it's a place that's very self-centered. When you live with gratitude, none of those things apply to you. So you are different in, in, in the world around you. Last week, we talked about being a light. Remember the light set sure. upon the hill? Sure. And that's part of where gratitude comes from. This is a great subject to follow right. that. It right. really is. It fits so nicely. It's part of the light shining out from you. Psalm 30, verse 4. Sing unto the Lord, O ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. Okay. So again, give thanks at the remember of his holiness. Holiness. Do something. Don't just feel it. That's not true. The, uh, gratitude starts on the inside, but it finishes its work on the outside. Well, and then it, then it touches others so they can turn their hearts to doing the same. And that's the power of gratitude. That's the power of being thankful, uh, truly being thankful. Not just feeling thankful, but being thankful thankful. Jonathan, I want to go to a soundbite, and this is about being thankful. This is from Nick Vujicic. We have done soundbites from him before. He's the young man who was born with no arms and no legs, and when you think about a life where you start out, I mean, the rest of him is perfectly 100% normal, but he had no arms and no legs, and growing up as a kid, he was obviously different than everybody else. You know, a lot of times kids grow up and they feel different. Nick was different. And he has become an amazing source of inspiration to so many people now in life because he has embraced. Now, how do you embrace without arms? He has embraced. With his heart. Right. He has embraced his life and spoken out about his life and given hope to others to show them that things can actually work in a very positive way. So this is a motiv- this is motivational minute number 31 from Nick Bujicic. When I was a kid going to school, I would see everyone else with arms and legs, and I'm looking at what they could do and running and playing football. I mean, it was hard to be thankful when everyone had more than I, right? I just want you to know in life that we can get so caught up in what I wish I had, what I wish was different. 
and I forget to be thankful for what I have now. Because you're never going to achieve your full potential in your life and a life without limits until you actually realize what you have and do your best with what you have. Accept what you can't change, change what you can, and do your best. You know, in life, without arms and legs, no one knew what kind of life I would have. And I had a lot of fears. But one thing I was always remaining to be was a person who was thankful for what he had. That's an amazing thing. Folks, I would strongly recommend that you Google Nick Vujicic. V-U-J-I-C-I-C. Nick Vujicic. And just get a sense of his life because he really does show you what's possible. He's talking about a life without limits. Yes. He is. And he has a life without limbs. And yet he talks about a life without limits. Unbelievable. Think about that, folks. That's gratitude. Thanks living is our theme today, Jonathan. To illustrate the idea of thanks living, we will need to tell some life stories of how it can work, uh, even under very difficult circumstances. So we're going to go through what we're going to call profiles of gratitude. Uh, They'll be real, they'll be practical, and they'll be familiar, and each will be a life event in progress. And uh, I'm really excited about this because they are real life stories of real difficulties and, 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 and folks facing those difficulties and learning gratitude as they go. Um, before we get to that, though, Jonathan, just quickly, New Testament words and examples of thankfulness. Gratitude, actively grateful language to God as an act of worship. Okay, that's one of the words for thanksgiving in the New Testament. Philippians 4, 6 is an example. Be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Okay, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, with that grateful language, with that expression of what you feel on the inside. And then another word for uh, thanks in the New Testament uh, means to assent, to covenant, or to acknowledge. And Hebrews thirteen fifteen is a good example of that. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So, again, there's this expression that's being spoken of in the New Testament. We've got the action being expressed in the Old Testament and the expression of thanksgiving in the New Testament. Thanksgiving is action. It's doing something. It's being uh, full of gratitude. It's not just simply feeling. There's much, much, much more than that. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, how often does thankfulness occur to you? Coming up, how do you find gratitude when your parent or loved one is overcome by Alzheimer's? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, how often does thankfulness occur to you? If you have a thought, give us a call at 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now. And our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And so, Jonathan, uh, we had mentioned earlier in the program that we're going to be doing these profiles of gratitude uh, throughout the program. That's right, Rick. And in our first profile, uh, this is a personal experience that you're going through with yes. your dad, um, which has Alzheimer's. Yeah. And actually, my dad also has it, uh, but 
not to the degree that that you're dealing with. And actually, this week, I you are saying that it was quite a different experience for you and your family. It was it was a, a very very uh, important and different. It was a trying week, I'll tell you that. And um, we'll, we'll we'll get into that. And and I'm, and folks, I want to take this segment and tell you a little bit of the story of what's happening with with my dad with Alzheimer's because first of all. Our focus is gratitude. Our focus is Thanksgiving and living with Thanksgiving. And how do you live with Thanksgiving when somebody you've looked up to your whole life has become a child and, and, and they, they've lost control of their mind? You know, how do you, how do you find gratitude in that kind of an experience? What a challenge. And so many people go through that. Yes. This is not just limited to just a few people here or there. So many people experience this. So to get this started, uh, I want to play the first verse, and I want to see if we can get through this this, this song, through this, this segment, uh, from Petra. The song is Thankful Heart, and this really has become a theme for me in dealing with my experiences with my dad, uh, especially this week. I have a thankful heart that you have given me, and it can only come from you. So the theme of having a thankful heart, and Jonathan, I confess to you that, especially with the experiences of this particular week, having a thankful heart was, in 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 many ways, the last thing on my mind, uh, because I didn't feel thankful in 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 parts of this experience as we were going through it. But that's the point of a profile of gratitude. Gratitude finds a way to come to the surface even when the circumstances are such that they want to keep it down. Gratitude finds a way to express itself if we truly have that thankful heart that comes from God through Christ. That's so hard. How do we turn to gratitude when we're going through such difficulty? And, and for me, a lot of the triggers for that kind of gratitude are scriptural. You know, For me, I, I look at the scriptures and say, okay, there's got to be a way to, to key in on gratitude through scripture. And, and one of the scriptures that has helped me uh, in, in this particular week with the, with the experiences, and we'll get into the exact experiences in just a moment, is 2 Corinthians 12, verses uh, 9 and 10. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 through 10. And he has said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. You know, when we deal with a family member who's got Alzheimer's or, uh, or another debil- debilitating disease, uh, our reaction is always to be overwhelmed. Right. And it's rightfully so. Absolutely. Especially if it's, if it's someone that you've looked up to 
and, and Alzheimer's is one of those kinds of diseases that just takes somebody's mind away from them. Yes. And they're, they're left with the sort of the empty shell of what they used to be. And you look at that, and you don't have the natural internal strength to just manhandle that. You get crushed by it. And that's why this scripture is so important to me. Therefore, I will boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell within me. Now, let's finish the verse. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, if we believe that God's power is perfected in our weakness, then gratitude for weakness is in order. Mm-hmm. And for me, Jonathan, this past week uh, was very much an experience along those lines. My dad has had Alzheimer's for quite some time, uh, but this past, a week ago Saturday, uh, so eight days ago, my mother called me and said, you need to come over here. And I, when I, and I live next door, so I'm, I'm a minute away. And uh, when I got there, my dad was standing in the dining room, but he couldn't walk. And that had never, ever oh, happened. Oh, that's scary. And, and he was utterly confused. And it just looked like... Everything we knew of him had, had suddenly like come to an end. And to, the struggle to get him to even sit down because he was so completely confused that he had lost control of his legs and then he's standing tilted and, and, and then his, his sentences were no longer normal and he'd start out with a sentence but end up with a bunch of jumbled words. Mm. And I'm thinking, wow, he must oh. have had a stroke because that's what it, it looked like to me. Okay. You know, I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about anything. Sure. But you know, that was what we began to deal with. Uh, this past week, and that was a dramatic difference from where he had been. So it was traumatic. It was traumatic to look at that, and now, so now you're on call. And my brother and sister live nearby. My other sister lives out in Montana, so she couldn't be, be involved. But they, everybody gets together and says, okay, now what do we do? How do we handle the new circumstances that we have? Uh, and again, I can't tell you. You know my dad. Oh, yeah. And you know the kind of example he's always been. Absolutely. The spiritual strength he's always shown Mm -hmm. and and, and the dedicated life that he has always lived. When he was 12 years old, when he was just a kid, he gave his heart to God through Jesus. And he never, ever looked back. And that's all I've known of him. And now I see him reduced to this this confused, uh, immobile uh, uh, shell of what he used to be. It's heart breaking but how can you have gratitude going through that rick that's the question let's go to the second verse of of that song thankful heart because i want to get through that as we relay this profile of learning gratitude there is no Well, if you have a thought 
about um, the profile that Rick is talking about, his personal experience about his father and, uh, and Alzheimer's, how can you be gra- grateful and have thankfulness through that experience? If you have a way to help others, call us at 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now. And our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And, and Jonathan, in my own experience, I can tell you flat out that I am learning the process of gratitude through trial uh, in this experience. Because you also know that my dad is very, very hard of hearing. Oh, yes. Oh, Which makes, makes it doubly oh, hard, Rick. It, it, and, and, you know, because he's so confused at, at this point, and, and we're trying to help him to do things, and he just doesn't get it. And you can almost literally yell, and he still can't understand. So part of this is learning to find ways to communicate through the disease and his hearing loss. Wow. And so there, there, are, there are several levels of challenge that have risen as a result of this. Uh, learning to appreciate where he is. He's stuck in small parts of his past. Uh, what's happened is during his Alzheimer's bout up to this point, he's always been generally pretty happy. Mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. this past week, uh, he started to get very angry because things were happening that he didn't understand and we were doing things essentially to him and for him that he could not fathom. What are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? It was hard for him to accept help like that. Because he didn't understand. So how do you find gratitude in that? And Jonathan, for me, the biggest thing is understanding who I'm dealing with. It's my dad. I know him. I know what his heart is. I know what his character is. And what I see, what, what he says to me, what the, the way he wants to sometimes fight with me, is not him. It's the disease. So part of gratitude is learning to understand and separate what is real in terms of character and what is disease. If you just let your emotions take over, you'd be fighting back. Yes. You'd be arguing. You'd be, oh, right, that, that would be a mess. Right, because it's like, why don't you understand that would be a mess. you can't do that now? Right. No, we have to go sit down. I know you don't want to, or you have to go to bed, or you have to get up, or whatever, or we have to get you changed, or whatever whatever it is. So it, it's it's understanding who you're speaking to. And for me, I when I look at my dad, I don't care what his situation is, what I see is the man that I've always known, the man I've always respected. And the, the, the frustration that he has, I just, I, I, my, my, my gratitude is for the privilege of wanting to absorb his frustration so it doesn't get focused on my mom. So you're the bad guy. Yeah. And I a lot of the time. I don't mind. I, 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 as a matter of fact, I, I consider that at this point a privilege because that way my mom can be the one who rescues him from me. <laughs> and, 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 you know, my brother and I, oh my. you know, because he's, he's still a strong, physically strong individual. My brother and I had to do a lot of the things that just were not comfortable and, 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 and exciting or fun with him. And, and he thought that we were his brothers. He's the youngest of seven children. Okay. And he used to get picked on when he was a little kid. You know, welcome to the real so world. So he's fighting back. Well, because he thought we were his older brothers. Picking on him, and he sa- he he talked to us as though we were his brothers, and and then we both left the room, and my brother went back into the room, and he looked at my brother, and he called him by his name, and he said, "Are they gone?" And da- and my brother David said, "Yeah, I I tossed him out." <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> you, you know, and, and so you know, it just Jonathan, it was <sighs> it was such a hard thing because my dad is one of the most soft spoken, 
wonderful individuals you'll ever meet. Absolutely. He has a heart of gold. He has a heart for God, and this was not him. And I was personally challenged with finding gratitude in constantly remembering who he is and what he is and what the disease is and being able to separate the two. It's a challenge. So how are you grateful? How can you turn um, tears and sadness into laughter and joy through this experience? Because it's a privilege to serve my dad, who he really is. It's a privilege to absorb the difficulty and to serve him because I know who he is. And I know he's somewhere in there and it's okay if I don't see it. I am grateful that I have the opportunity to be there. That's for me. That's the big lesson. Now, the, the, the silver lining of this particular cloud is that uh, in his experience, uh, this may have actually been brought on by some medication. Oh, So he, okay. he has been recovering toward the end of the week, and he's not nearly in the same situation he was at the beginning of the week. But we were, um, I mean, it looked like he, so we don't think it's a stroke now. We think it was brought on by, by a certain medication. Okay, okay. Um, but again, you learn to laugh when he says things that are just funny, and with him, we communicate by writing him notes, big notes. Because he can't hear. Because he can't hear. And with body language and, and you know, t- to make jokes and, you know, to mess up his hair and say, yeah, put him up. You know, you know just to try to, to, to relax him. But again, it's the privilege of serving one that you love, mm-hmm. even if they cannot recognize or reciprocate it in any way. Let's go to the last verse of this, uh, this uh, song from Petra, because especially the first few words here about making me a man of God. This, this really moves me. of this this segment of the program is to look at real life and say sometimes we have hard hard experiences but and we won't read it but first corinthians 10 13 says no temptation has taken us but such as is common to man but god provides a way of escape he doesn't lift the experience from us but he's in control but he's in control and he can show us how to have gratitude when life falls apart around you This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, how often does thankfulness occur to you? Coming up, in our daily lives, where can we find the hiding places of a cause for gratitude? Can they be right in front of us? That's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, how often does thankfulness occur to you? 
If you have a thought, give us a call at 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now on our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And don't forget to sign up for CQ Rewind, the full edition. That is a great service, folks. It's a free service. It's exclusively available at ChristianQuestions.com. It takes each program breaks it down, puts it in a PDF file format. You get an email with a link each week. And, and it just, Jonathan, it takes the things we talk about, puts them on paper so you can see them, or puts them in digital format so you can see them. And, and Rick, for this subject, there's going to be several profiles coming up with other testimonies and experiences of individuals that in CQ Rewind, you'll really get a feel for how to have gratitude through struggle, through difficulty, through right. stress, right. which we all deal with every day. So, folks, if we're not on in your area for the second hour, you have to stay with us because the stories are all they're, – they're, they're all very different. Oh, yeah. But yeah. they're all about finding gratitude in the stresses of everyday life, and they, and they reflect real-life human experiences. Please stay with us for the second hour. Go to ChristianQuestions.com, click Listen Live and stay with us. You got it. You got to hear You got to hear Absolutely. These, you just got to hear them. So, sometimes, Jonathan, I think you, you mentioned at the end of the last segment, causes for gratitude are hidden in plain sight. Sure. Sometimes they're right there in front of us and we just don't see them. And with my dad, that's what it was. The, the, the cause for gratitude was overshadowed by the difficulty. But the gratitude to be able to serve him, to serve my mom, and to just be a part of the holding up of a very difficult thing. That's a great cause for gratitude. Even though you don't feel like being thankful right at that moment. And it's hard. It, it is a great cause for gratitude. Let's go to a soundbite uh, before we go to the phones. This is from, not this from YouTube, the power of thankfulness. And there's something special here about the expression of our gratitude and thankfulness and how important it is. The businesswoman stood in front of a group of her fellow professionals and told a story from her past. She had decided to leave her employer even though she loved her job. She found a position with a competitor and gave her two weeks notice. When the senior partners of the firm that she was leaving heard about this, they threw a lavish dinner in her honor. One by one, they stood at the podium and told how much this woman had meant to their firm. As a final gesture of gratitude, they presented her with an exquisite, large Waterford crystal vase. And as she showed the group the vase and told us this, her her eyes grew moist and her voice began to crack. And she said, the ironic thing is, that the reason I had decided to leave in the first place was that after six years with that same firm, I had never once felt appreciated. Isn't that amazing? How sad that is. What a lost opportunity with this wonderful individual who was working for this company and apparently doing a, a very, very good job. But was never told thank you. Never, She never felt appreciated. And folks, people can't feel appreciated if we don't express it to them, uh, oftentimes w- with more than just words. So, you know, you can feel gratitude inside your heart. That's good. You've got to let it out. That's right. <laughs> let it out, brother. Just let it out. <laughs> let the people around you know that you are thankful for them. Well, Rick, let's go to the phones. We have Julius from Connecticut. Good morning, Julius, and welcome to Christian Questions. 
Gentlemen, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. Uh, Rick, uh, my uh, sympathy. Thank you. What you're going through. Because I've been through it. I, my brother-in-law, uh, he passed away some time ago. His son's so similar. Yes. So uh, that, that hits home. I have a 94-year-old brother in Los Angeles. He's, I mean, he's not too bad. He's not too bad. So I can uh, empathize with you. Uh, one point I'd like to leave with you. Uh, which I think so often is overlooked and so critical, that what you're doing for your mother, for your dad, especially as, uh, you know, they become senior citizens, any of us, what we're doing for them is as if you were done to God and to the Lord. God bless. Thank you, Julius. Appreciate your call. Well, you know, and, and, and that's a, such a wonderful point that Julius makes is that, you know, if you've done it unto the least of my children, Jesus says, then you've done it unto me. Right. And again, cause for gratitude. Cause for gratitude. You know, one other thing about my dad that I just didn't have time to mention last segment, but you can tell what his heart is because at this point, when he goes to bed at night, uh, you know, we would alternate staying overnight to help my mom. And um, when he would go to go to bed at night, he, he you know he's he's tone deaf. He can't hear. He's never been able to sing. But he sings himself to sleep by singing hymns. That's beautiful. And and they're as off key as you could possibly imagine. And he doesn't get the words right. But it is the most beautiful thing I have ever heard, because that's his heart, and that's cause for gratitude and cause for praise. So Jonathan. Cause for praise. Psalm 147 is a psalm. It's a song of praise. It teaches us to look at the small things of this earth and the big things of this universe so we can assimilate and express the concept of gratitude for its reasons are all around us. Gratitude, reasons for gratitude are hidden in plain sight, folks, all around you and all around me. So the setting for the context of praise and thanksgiving is in Psalm 147 verse 1. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful. Okay, so it's telling us praise is beautiful. Praise is an expression of gratitude. It's an expression of thankfulness. It is the outward manifestation of what's happened inside of our hearts. So in this psalm, in Psalm 147, we're going to go through it, it compares different things the small with the big, and then it shows you praise. So the comparison, the first comparison here in verse 2, is going to be the, the small happenings of our world. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. See, now those are small things in our world. Now that's compared to the massive happenings of the universe in verse 4. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. So think about that. All of them. The, the, the well. stars. He, he manages the stars of the universe. And he calls and yet, them by name. And yet he binds up the brokenhearted mm. and binds up their w- wounds. Verse 5 is the resulting praise from the comparison of the small and the big. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. It's, it shows you the greatness of God in the little things and in the big things. Again, now verse 6, the first half of the comparison is the activities of mankind on this earth. And that's relatively small in relation to the universe. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Okay, so a simple little thing. I'm talking about human activity and human reaction. The resulting praise, and then it's going to go to the comparison after that. So it puts the praise in the middle. What's the praise in verse 7? Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God. 
So again, sing praise. Just just put yourself in a better position. The second half comparison of this part is the activities of God in ordering all of the earth. In verse 8. Who covers the heavens with clouds? Who prepares rain for the earth? Who makes grass to grow on the mountains? So you have this God that, by the way, takes care of all of those things that we don't even think about. Exactly. That we assume are just going to happen, and we have him to thank for it while he takes care of the humble. See, see, Jonathan, he reaches everywhere. So the cause for gratitude is hidden in plain sight no matter where we look. Again, we go back to Psalm 147, the comparison. Now in verse uh, verses 9 and 10 is going to be his basic care for all of the physical earth. He gives to the beast its food and to the young ravens that cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. Okay, so again, it's back to humanity and animals and and just the basics of of the physical earth compared to his spiritual care for humanity in verse 11. The Lord takes pleasure in those who revere him, in those who hope in his mercy. So it talks about the physical, it talks about the spiritual, and basically there's a resulting praise that says in verse 12, Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem, praise your God of Zion. So no matter what it is, what's the end result in this psalm? Praise and gratitude. Always. So, again, it's great to feel gratitude on the inside. But for gratitude to have its full work in us, it has to have a way to be expressed. It can be expressed through words. It can be expressed through song. It can be expressed through action. But the most important thing is it's expressed. That's the most important thing. Um, Let's continue with the psalm because we're almost out of time for this hour, uh, Jonathan. The comparison, verses uh, 13 through 15. For he has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest wheat. He sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts out his hail like morsels. So again, he talks about you and your children and those things that you are concerned with physically in your individual life. And then it talks about the earth and the world and and, and the things that he orders in the world. And the resulting praise here is what? We're going to go now to the end of, of verse 17 through the end of the psalm to verse 20. Who can stand before his cold? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statutes, and his judgments to Israel. He has not dealt with us any other nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise the Lord. And that's the key, Jonathan. No matter where you look, no matter what your circumstance, the the cause and, and, and the idea of praise and gratitude are apparent. Now, they're apparent, but they're not necessarily apparent to us in our individual lives. No. Uh, sometimes, and I can tell you from my own personal example, when the things happened with my dad this past week, it was not, my first gut reaction was, oh, I can be really grateful for this. Uh, let's just, I don't think let so. me go to my mom's house when my dad can't walk and can't communicate anymore, and let's just be grateful. I, it, it, you, you have the sense of loss yes. and frustration and sadness and 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 you're not sure what to do next and and all of those things come into play but you need to be able to manage your life around finding perspective and the lord gives you the strength 
to make the difference. And we can find the perspective by going to Scripture. And Psalm 147 is a great psalm of perspective. No matter who you are, no matter where you are in life, no matter what's happening, there is a cause for gratitude. And it might not be in this exact experience. I'm reminded of of the call from from a woman last week. She called us and said, you know, she had tried to be a light to her family and they just shut it down. Yes. And you say, well, where's the, where where do you find gratitude in that? The answer is you have the privilege of being a light. And whether someone accepts it or not is, is irrelevant. You're given the privilege to shine the light of Jesus on those around you. And if they don't want it, it's okay. Maybe they'll want it another time. But we still have the ability and the desire for gratitude. Folks, I can't tell you enough how important it is to find gratitude in the little things of life. And again, for the second hour, folks, you have to stay with us. We have three profiles of gratitude coming up from three different individuals with three very real life experiences that I'm sure will cross your life. And you can say, I can relate to that. How do I find gratitude? in my pathway. So please, please, please stay with us for the second hour. If we're not on in your area, go to ChristianQuestions.com, click Listen Live. For Jonathan and Rick and Christian Questions, how often does thankfulness occur to you in the difficulties of life? The answer is maybe not enough. How do we make it occur more? We pay attention. We'll be back after losing all that, but till then, gratitude. Coming up in the next hour, think about it. is Christian Questions. William Arthur Ward once said, Feeling gratitude and not expressing it is like wrapping a present and not giving it. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Christian Questions. Talk radio with your breakfast with Jonathan and Rick. This isn't your typical Christian commentary. We love talking with our audience, and we promise to never talk at you like so many talk shows do today. This is a conversation about biblical topics as we look at them from a different perspective. And Jonathan, we have got one of the most amazing topics ever on the table, I think. We really do, Rick. And our question this morning is, how often does thankfulness occur to you? And our theme text is found in Psalms, chapter 147, verse 1. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is becoming. And so it's about praise, it's about thanksgiving, it's about gratitude. In the first hour, we kind of define scripturally what gratitude is, and gratitude is an action. Yes, it is. And it's something that we need to uh, be, be really focused on in terms of putting things in, in perspective. For the second hour, Jonathan, we actually are going to have three different guests uh, with us through the three different segments of the second hour. And to begin our second hour, because like we said, we're going to go through profiles of gratitude. And to begin our second hour, our first guest is actually on the line with us, I believe, right now. Julie, are you with us? Good morning. Good morning, Rick and Jonathan. Good morning. How are you? Hi, I'm very good. Very good. All right. Well, who are you anyway? Why are are you talking to us? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I've been working with the Christian Questions team uh, since 2010. And you may know me best as the Chief Rewinder. That's right. Rewinder uh, so, in Chief. That's who yeah. you are. 
So my main job is every Sunday after the program, I will go ahead and uh, start transcribing it, adding illustrations or all those charts or photographs that you see uh, come from come from our team over here, and, and I, I spearhead that. Okay, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna be focusing on some of Julie's experiences in just a moment. Um, and some of Julie, some of your personal life experiences and finding gratitude in those personal life experiences. But as sort of a backdrop for the second hour, Jonathan, along with our three individuals calling in. Uh, so Julie, hang on with me just for a second here. I want I want to go to a a um, a soundbite from the Skit Guys. We've used them before. These guys are just they're awesome. They're just totally awesome. Again, this is one of those things that I'm going to give them free advertising. Go to the Skit Guys. Just type it in. They are two Christians. They do these skits to illustrate uh, Christian principles in life. They're funny, they're serious, and they're very devoted to the cause of Christ. Eh, you know, uh, doctrinally, we see some things differently here and there, but they give these wonderful, wonderful lessons. lessons. Uh, and one of their skits is, is, I think it's called Messy Blessings. And it's about Thanksgiving and about having the family over for Thanksgiving. And sometimes you have family members over and everybody doesn't quite get along when they're all there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we've got one segment, uh, one, one soundbite for each of our three segments this hour uh, with the skit guys developing the story of Messy Blessings. By practicing gratitude oh, I'm and sorry, constantly Fred, we examining. Need, we, we, needed to, we skipped that soundbite from last segment. That was my fault. Thanks, honey. This is it. This is my favorite part of Thanksgiving, taking out the trash. I know what you're thinking. My family's kind of a mess, and we are. But that's not why this is my favorite part of Thanksgiving. You see, breaking away for just a moment, it gives me the opportunity to remember how much God has blessed me and to realize that generally he uses messy people to do it. Okay, so that's where we're starting. It's a simple little thing. Simple little thing. Uh, you know, the idea is he breaks away for a moment and so he can find gratitude. And he says he typically uses messy people. Now, Julie, we're not in, in, implying that you're a messy person, right? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but we have messiness in our lives. I guess that's the point. So, Julie, you are, um, I, I, you don't necessarily need to get into exactly what you do for a living, but you work in a very stressful uh, environment, don't you? I, I do, um, but before we get into that, I just wanted to, um, you know, in the last segment you talked about how gratitude is an action, so I just wanted to take this small minute to thank our listeners. We have some of the nicest, kind-hearted listeners, and I know that because I work on the website on a weekly basis, and I'm usually the person that first sees uh, the emails that come in or the blogs that get posted to the website or the questions. And the questions that come in are, are thoughtful and they're thought-provoking. And I just wanted to say we really appreciate it and the spirit in which people take the time out of their busy day to write us and encourage us and, and, and give you, um, you know, extra scriptures and extra pushes. And I just want the listeners to know that that gets distributed to the whole team, especially Rick and Jonathan, and we really take that encouragement to move forward. So thank you for being for being so nice and such a um, you know, heartfelt with with the gospel. And, and, and you're right about that. Oftentimes with with the responses, yeah, and I will tell you, 
the, many of them bring tears to my eyes when I, when you see how people respond to the things that we talk about and, and the appreciation they show and the contributions they give and the questions they ask. You can see the sincerity in their hearts. Right. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. It is. And, and again, thank you from not only from Julie but from all of us. Right, right, right. Good good way to start. See, you're on top of it. Gratitude. <laughs> all right. So so oh. in, in your life, you you work in a very stressful environment. You're very, very, very successful in what you do. And how is it? that you can look at doing this extra work with Christian questions on top of a job that is basically all-consuming. You know, and a lot of the job involves either uh, being on the phone, doing presentations, or being on a computer screen for 10 to 12 hours a day. And a lot of the the, the, the Christian questions work is, is similar with all the uh, computer work there is. So it does get difficult but, you know, one of the things that I had done before I started working on Christian Questions is I had prayed. I had prayed that there would be a way that God could use my spare minutes, because we all have them. I don't care how busy you are, we all have spare minutes, and it, it actually looks more like spare hours. And we will find a way to fill those, and we're going to fill them with TV, we're going to fill them with stupid app games that are time wasters or yakking on the phone or, or all that, and there are spare minutes. So I, I paid very close attention to where my spare minutes were going, and I prayed that there would be a way that I could use them in, in some small way to glorify God. And very soon after that, because I think I was so sincere in that prayer, I really wanted to change. Uh, the, the, the Christian questions and the CQ Rewind opportunity came up, and so I was able to do that. So I think that because we live in this stressful world and, and because the job is stressful, there, we've got to think of ways to make it more manageable. And, and we're afflicted by physical pains and injustices around us and family stress, and the, and the work is, it really is, it really can be tough. And we could really give in to the evil around us mm -hmm. and have it extinguish whatever tiny little flame of light that we have. And so, Rick and Jonathan, each year around New Year's, you do a program generally on paradigm shifts. Yes. And this was a really important thing that helped me with my work life, how to rethink as we go through our days so that we can be overcomer. And so much of it has to do with attitude where, under the same circumstance, we'll either fold like a house of cards or we'll go on to make it better. All so, right. Okay. All <laughs> right. So, great. But how do you do that? Okay, because you're, 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 just because you say it and because you think it and because you pray it doesn't mean your job is less stressful. Well, from a, from a, from a physical standpoint, what I did was, you know, really sat down with management and kind of um, laid out where my issues were, what specific clients were overwhelming, um, what are some concrete ways to solve that. Um, how to shift the work around a little bit. It was, it was a way of taking maybe the emotion out of it and uh, uh, pulling your hair out out of it and, and looking at it from a little higher level objectively and trying to solve, rearrange the puzzle pieces a little bit. And step one, I was able to do a little bit of rearranging of the puzzle pieces, which freed up a little time and, and let stress you know, the stress lessen a little bit. Okay, so you, you went and you actually addressed the issues from the work perspective and said, you know, I want to readjust this because it's, it is overwhelming. Killing me. 
Okay, good, good. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think if you can, from a from a physical standpoint, if, if you can just again try to take the emotion out of it and see if there is a way that the, that the work can be rearranged. And, and there's been circumstances, relatives of mine, friends of mine, where it, it, the situation was so unbearable that it was healthier for them to just leave the job. And that may be an option. Um, sometimes it is just it is just too much with with so few people these days that the employers are trying to do way too much for. Right, right. Um, okay, okay, hang on, Julie, one second. Well, our subject this morning is how often does thankfulness occur to you? If you have a thought uh, or experience is similar to Julie, give us a call at 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-FOR-ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now. And our website, ChristianQuestions.com. All right, Julie, you know, you've got a, a verse of a song you asked me to, to play, um, and I, I'm not sure how you're going to tie it in, but you said you were so excited about it that we're going to play that. <laughs> So, let, me gi- let me give you a little intro, okay? Go ahead. Okay. So one of the ways I've tried to shift my thinking, so when I do have those quiet moments away from work or even at work, um, is the Hebrew word dayenu. And if any of you are Jewish or have close Jewish friends, you'll recognize this as a song that's over a thousand years old. And if you translate it, dayenu means roughly it would have been good enough or that could have been sufficient. Okay. And this let, 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 let's play this verse because we've okay. we got to condense our time here. Taken us, had taken us all out of Egypt and not judged them, it would be enough for us. Die, die, anew. Die, die, anew. Die, die, anew. Die, anew. Die, anew. Die, anew. Die, die, anew. Die, die, anew. God had fed us manna and not given us the Sabbath, that would be enough for us, or die anew. Die, die anew. Die, die anew. Okay, so that would be enough for us. Now, Julie, I want you to focus here because you've got less than three minutes to tie it all together. I know you've got two different illustrations you want to go through, so go. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine walking into a meeting and thinking in your head, die, die, anew, die, die. Okay, so what that means is when you receive a blessing and then another blessing on top of it, the first would have been good enough. Right. It's a completely different way to count your blessings. So instead of individually counting them, you're building them on top of one another until you have a giant heaping pile. And it shows greater appreciation for all of them as a whole. Dayenu. So even when things are really bleak, there's always some little tiny light that can be found. And if you can find that little blessing, you can build on it and build on it. And in that way, you can be continually thankful throughout your experiences. And um, they'll make you both humble but yet stronger. All right. So the idea is building blessing upon blessing instead of seeing them individually. You see them as a, 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 a magnitude of things that are just snowballing. Right, okay, right. Okay, good. Now, right. you said something to me in our preparation about a video game. Okay, all right. All right. I'm so dying my, <laughs> to hear this. My other trick is a very simplified way to look at life is through the eyes of a, ready for this, an 80s video game. All right. Where the object is to complete a quest to a higher level. So let's say you start the game on level one, and I really do do this. It's, it's a little crazy. Your goal <laughs> is to get to level 15 to win the game. Sometime around level two, let's say you find a piece of cheese. Your character can't eat the cheese or squash the cheese or throw it, and the only thing you seem to be able to do is pick it up and take it with you. Why? I don't know, but you better grab it. 
So you continue playing the game. On the next level, you find a hammer, but there's nothing to do with that hammer. But you put it in your pack, even though the size is awkward, you move a little slower because it's heavy, and it turns out that you don't find out until level 12 that there's a mouse in your way who will only allow you to pass if you feed him cheese. (laughs) And the hammer? You can't win the game without breaking down that last barrier. So it's a good thing you picked that hammer up way back in level 3. And if you watch carefully, you might see patterns like this in your life. Many times I've been faced with a situation that's frustrating or stressful, or on the flip side, something that's really positive, but it doesn't make any sense. And it's not some time until the future when I find out why I encountered it. And so that sometimes happens with your studies. When you're studying the Bible, a subject will come up, and if you pay really close attention, that same scripture shows up on the, uh, on the next Christian questions. It shows up on Sunday. It, it, it repeats. There are, there are things that if you, if you pick it up, you may, lose, you may use it excuse me, in, in another way. All right. So really the bottom line is what you're saying is you pay attention to the things around you, you take those things with you, and you see that God will give you a way to use them later on. Yes, he may need us to develop a special skill, knowing it'll be required on our level 15. So who is to question if you see a hammer sitting there? Pick it up. Who'd have thought an 80s video game would (laughs) would give you such a profound look at things? Julie, our time is up for this segment. Thanks so much for being with us. We really appreciate your your views and your, your perspective on finding gratitude in the stress of life. Thank you both, and thank you all for the opportunity. All right, Julie, God bless. Thanks. We'll talk again soon. Take care. So, folks, there you have it from some Somebody who lives with and deals with stress on a regular basis. This is how she puts it in perspective. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, how often does thankfulness occur to you? Coming up, where can we find gratitude when we must make decisions that others will disagree with and dislike? Oh, that's tough. And that's next. You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, how often does thankfulness occur to you? If you have a thought, give us a call at 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-4ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now on our website, ChristianQuestions.com. And don't forget to tweet us at CQNetRadio. Yeah, tweeting. I, you know, I still don't understand tweeting, but it works. It's pretty cool. And uh, Kathy's our tweet master and our tweety bird, as Julie calls her, and uh, <laughs> does a really, really wonderful job. So, so, Jonathan, last segment we had Julie on. She's a CQ Rewinder-in-Chief. Um, obviously, somebody who's really put life in perspective under great stress. Mm-hmm. And, and and folks, look, I know that a lot of you listening have great stress in your lives, and hopefully that was able to to be a little bit helpful as to how to how to organize and 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 put things in order. This segment, we have another guest on with us. Uh, this one now, Julie was calling from Chicago, so we figured we go further west for this. And so on the line with us now is my sister Joy from Montana. Joy, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Oh, I'm a little cold, but I'm very well, thank you. You're a little cold. You guys had a blizzard the other day, right? Yeah, we did yesterday. <laughs> it was quite the experience. And uh, so so Joy is, is on with us because of the kinds of uh, stresses and, and difficulties that she has to deal with. And we're going to get to that in just a minute. I want to go back to the, to the skit guys first, Jonathan. 
Good. So join, hang on there for a moment. They're fun. This, uh, the skit guys, this is their messy blessings skit on Thanksgiving. And remember, one of the guys is out taking out the trash. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that that's his favorite part of Thanksgiving because it gives him a chance to get away and just to be thankful for the things around him. And, and you know, as he goes through this next part, he's going to be, it, it, during the skit, you saw all the different weird people that are in his family. Yes. Okay, and so now he's going through his 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 uh, reflections on some of those weird people in this next soundbite. For instance, Lorraine always invites people over who need a little encouragement. She is the hands and feet of Jesus, even if those hands are texting most of the time. Derek is different, but he's also the first one to help anytime someone needs a hand. Unc, he's not even really family. He's just a close friend, and he makes me feel better about myself. Regina and Jerome may be high maintenance, but when the recession hit, they paid my mortgage for a few months. When we're all packed in the house together, I tend to forget the, the good stuff. And, and and that's the point. When you're all packed in the house together, sometimes you forget what what's what those people are really made of. And and so Joy, your experiences are are, are very different from Julie's. You you actually run a company, right? I do. And and it's still weird for me to say that. Yeah, my sister runs a company. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just a weird <laughs> it's, thing. It's weird for me to say that too. <laughs> and uh, and Joy is a, is a longtime Christian Questions contributor. She actually wrote the theme music for our original Christian Questions yes, program yes, she did. way back when. Um, now, Joy, in your situation, you're continually faced with hard and life altering people decisions, right? Yes, I am. We have a business, and we have about 49 full-time employees and four part-time, and I'm in charge of personnel. So I am often on a roller coaster of circumstance. Okay, a roller coaster of circumstance. So talk to us about some of the difficulties and then finding gratitude in some of the, the, the personnel difficulties that you have. Yeah, you know, it changes every week, <clears throat> but here's a little bit of an example. I had an issue with um, harassment, some reports of harassment um, between a couple employees, and that ended up in doing an investigation and interviewing about 10 employees, and the whole experience was very intense and trying to get to the bottom of the truth. So so wait, just, just hang on. So, so you're the one who has to do all of that? Yes. That's my job. Okay. And that's not your only job, though, right? No, I'm also the bookkeeper. <laughs> okay. So, and again, folks, sort of see the magnitude of this. So when the people problems come up, Joy is the one that gets to go and do the investigation and the interviews, and then you have to make the assessment and decisions, right? With help from our other family okay. members. Okay. So go ahead. Yeah. Back, back to the so, story. So this was just like a, a difficult week, and then at the end of the week, we came to a decision that a certain person needed to be fired, and this was very difficult for me because I was aware of his personal experience. He was a single dad, and um, so on this one day, I, t- I had the conversation with him, and he was very upset. He slammed the door on his way out, 
And immediately after that, I had to give a verbal warning to a second employee. And immediately after that, I had to change another employee's position of leadership because of his negative impact on his training approach. It was very interesting because as soon as, and I'm praying, you know, okay, Lord, give me perspective. Help me to get through this um, in in a way that will honor you. And as soon as my office door was closed and everybody left, and there was silence, my phone vibrated, and here was a text from a sister in Christ, and she mentioned one of, they're called uh, the Red Sea Rules. It's Red Sea Rule number five. Stay calm and confident. Give God time to work. All right, wait, wait, that, wait, okay, wait, slow down, slow down. Okay, Red Sea Rule number five. And Red Sea Rules, that was about when they when Israel crossed the Red Sea? Yes, and somebody, yes, so, and there's a person that... Uh, has has kind of created ten principles from that Red Sea experience. His name is uh, Robert Morgan, and actually, and they're beautiful. Yeah, and actually, folks, coming to a Christian Questions program near you will be the Red Sea Rules uh, sometime, probably a month and a half from now. So that that's on the on the table. Joy made me aware of that, so we're going to put that into the into the mix. But so so this text comes in in the middle of your having to deal with. I mean, these are a lot of hard, hard, life-changing decisions, uh, not only for, for you and your company, but for the people. I mean, you're, you're dramatically affecting their personal lives. Yes, and I don't take that lightly. And the thing that was so amazing is that at that point in time, that text refocused my thinking. And to me, that is the point of gratitude. There's a verse in Psalm 69:30. It says, I will praise the name of God with song, and shall magnify him with thanksgiving. Gratitude and thanksgiving is a magnifying glass, and it makes it changes what we're focusing on. When you look through the lens of thanksgiving, you see God bigger. You see God's intention. You see His perspective. And when that, when my phone gave me that little text message, which was really from God, um, it just that was my magnifying glass. That just completely reminded me, okay, stay calm, stay confident, give God time to work. And the very next day, this employee that I had fired came to my office, and he said to me, he came to get his check, and he said, I want you to know I'm not angry, I'm just really upset. And we had a wonderful discussion, and this is part of giving God time to work, and it doesn't always come out this way, but I was so grateful. Um, we had a fantastic discussion afterwards, and he ended up shaking my hand and thanking us for giving him the chance that we did. And, the, and a few days after that, God led me to send him uh, a special Christmas package for his daughter and uh, a, sh- a note and a card with some message of hope in it. I just felt led to do that. But here's a perfect example. Amidst this roller coaster of emotions and having to do what I was led to do as the right thing, um, and God broke through my fear and my reactions. He reminded me, he refocused me on who he is, on his intentions, and, you know, we have a choice. Either the problem becomes the biggest thing or we use the gratitude 
uh, the lens of gratitude and God and who he stands for becomes the biggest thing. All right, so let's, Jonathan, let's put this in perspective. When Julie was on the line with us, she was talking about taking a blessing and holding it, and then when you get another blessing, you build it on top That's of it. That's right, a building block so, of blessings. So yes. you're building this massive snowball effect right. of blessings. And now Joy's perspective in dealing with people, and look, when you fire somebody from a job, you're changing their life. And and first of all, my my immediate reaction is I'm glad I don't have to do that. I I was once in a position like that and I didn't like it, and I'm glad I don't have to do that right now. But my second reaction is, who ever fires somebody and then and justifiably fires them because they needed to be fired and then sends their family something to encourage them? Who does that? Joy, you do. <laughs> As as led by God, he, yeah, that that was what was planted in my heart to do, and, and, and it was such a the the thing is though it was planted in your heart to do it, and so often things are planted in our heart to do, and what do we do? We just think about it and do nothing, and we talk ourselves out of it. Yeah, but to act on it is is again using that magnifying glass that you were talking about, the magnifying glass of gratitude to make that part of the experience bigger than the rest. All right, go ahead, continue. Yeah, so, you know, we continue to have ups and downs of experience. Um, even with the weather, we just had an experience over the weekend with this sudden storm, and I think the wind chill factor went down between 30 and 40 degrees below zero because of the wind. It was the intensity of the wind. And uh, just spent all day Saturday trying to keep some of the lines uh, from freezing, um, if our kiln line freezes, uh, we it really it would shut our business down, and the, the electricity went out for eight hours. And so this whole time, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, <laughs> I've got to get through this. I want to honor you in my attitude, and I was having all kinds of other labels for this experience. And um, the thing, you know, one of the one of the verses that really got me through this is Luke 1, 37 and 38. The angel is talking to Mary and telling her that she is going to bear the Son of God. And he says, nothing will be impossible with God. And that's a prog- this is a progression. Gratitude is when we realize who God is and then apply it to our experience. And so he says, nothing will be impossible with God. And to her, that must have meant God had not only the ability to do this amazing thing and plant the life of the Son of God into her her womb, not only does it have that power, but he can protect her life from people, you know, the, from being stoned. That was the consequence right, of right. having a child, you know, without having the, the marriage relationship. And... Anyway, and her response after being focused on nothing will be impossible with God is, she said, I belong to the Lord, body and soul. And that is what gratitude does, is it brings us to a point of trust, greater trust and greater faith. And then she said, be it done to me according to your word. And that brings us to the point of agreeing with God and surrender to whatever will happen. And this was a process I went through yesterday. Yeah, I know. You called uh, me in a panic. <laughs> I did. I said, Rick, you gotta, you got to pray. <laughs> and, and, because 
but 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 folks, when she called me, she had that scripture already in mind, and in that panicked attitude, she's saying, "This is how I have to apply it. I got to apply this. I got to find gratitude in this." I mean, and, and literally, you know, that business is hanging in the balance, and that's the focus. And folks, again, what that tells us is, is if we use the magnifying glass of gratitude, it can take our very difficult immediate experiences and shed a different light upon them. So, so Joy, our time for our segment's about up. Can you wrap this up, like, real quick? <laughs> Sorry, but <laughs> got to do it. Yeah, I, I just realized um, when we dwell in God's presence and go there with our attitude and our negativity, whatever it is, or our fears, and we focus on, through that magnifying glass of thanksgiving on who God is, it changes everything. It changes our perspective. And when we see from God's standpoint, all of a sudden there's space for his possibility to work in our heart and his power to work there. And it's an amazing experience. And I am so grateful that we have a God of creative deliverance. What a great phrase. Joy, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. God bless. Take care. So are you guys. I love you. I'm so glad you're my sister. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks, Joy. Thanks. So, so Jonathan, we had the, the Julie experience of, you know, putting blessing upon blessing and, and saving the things that may not make sense for a later level in the video game. Mm-hmm. And then Joy's experience, the very visual experience of making that, that magnifying glass uh, be one of gratitude rather than having an attitude and 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 so you see two different ways of dealing with very difficult parts of life and folks all of us deal with stress and difficulty in life there's answers in gratitude for all of us this is christian questions i'm jonathan here with rick our subject this morning how often does thankfulness occur to you coming up where can we find gratitude when the battlefield is cancer can we really truly be thankful that's next You're listening to Christian Questions. Welcome back. This is Christian Questions. I'm Jonathan here with Rick. Our subject this morning, how often does thankfulness occur to you? To be a part of our program, call toll-free 866-985-4255. That's 866-985-FOR-ALL. We're live Sunday mornings from 7 to 9. That means we're on right now. And our website ChristianQuestions.com. And Rick. Yes. It's been wonderful having these different profiles on dealing with things that we all deal with in our lives today. But you were going through some stressful difficult experiences. How, how did this all come together? Well, well, Jonathan, this came together as a last-ditch effort to get a program ready because I literally, I had an agenda in my mind okay. of what to do for the Thanksgiving program, and because the issues with my dad came up so fast and so furiously, I, yes. spent, I was spending all my time over there mm-hmm. and literally w- did not have anything ready, and it occurred to me that gratitude needs to be presented, um, and there's lots of people I know who have great cause for gratitude under great trial. Gratitude under fire. That's right. And so it was a matter of just finding those who would be willing to say, yeah, I'll, I'll be willing to share part of my experience. And it Thank is, it, the Lord. It really is. And, and on the line with us now is a Christian Questions regular, our dear friend and sister in Christ, Vicki. Vicki, good morning. Good morning, Jonathan and Rick. How are you? Good morning. I am awesome. 
I know you are. Rejoicing uh, and, and thankful. <laughs> and we're going to get into Vicki's story in just a moment. Vicki is a longtime friend, sister in Christ. She's one of our backup hosts. That's right. When, when you're Helps not available. Out. Yes. Uh, a, a contributor to Christian Questions. And Vicki is in the battle of cancer. Um, we had her on on June 29th of this year uh, talking about Fruit of the Spirit and her battle with cancer. Uh, and so we're going to we're going to talk about that, Vicky. We're going to get an update from you and where you are, and you know again how gratitude fits into all of that. Want to just go to the skit guys first, the messy blessings, because what we find, and Jonathan, the, the theme of all of these profiles of gratitude is that the greatest gratitude comes from messy situations. You're right. And that's the key. So let's go back to the skit guys for a fun look at that, and then we're going to get down to some st- serious stuff. So, taking out the trash, it just gives me a moment out here. And I remember how much God loves us, how much He's blessed us, no matter how big a mess we are. It doesn't take much. Just a moment or two. That's all it takes to thank you. So really that's all it takes is just a moment or two to thank him, but we have to do the action of thanking him. So Vicki, back to you now. Uh, you have been battling breast cancer for quite some time. You just went through surgery, what, uh, a week ago? Yes, indeed. So, breast cancer. Yes. Gratitude. The two, yeah. <laughs> the two just don't fit in the same sentence, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they do. And how is that? Um, I, first of all, I, I, I am very, very grateful for the opportunity to, to even be talking about this with you because I think I told you when you called that I was in the middle of a pity party. So um, the gratefulness for me comes out of knowing that um, I had prayed for the Lord to pull me out of the depths of ridiculous, stupid pity, self-centered, focusing on what I didn't have or what was going wrong. And then you, you call and say, hey, do you mind focusing on Thanksgiving? <laughs> well, there is no better way than to crawl out of the pit. Um, and, I, and, and you weren't the first um, ladder that the Lord sent me. It took a couple during this pity party. And so... I want to publicly thank him for that and to thank you as well. Um, but but thankfulness, I think, after listening to Julie and to you and to um, Joy and building on all these things, whether it's a video game or whether it's just how we look at the situation and seeing it as a privilege or whether it's the magnifying glass, the common denominator for all of it is that thankfulness is a learned behavior. It does not come naturally. So if you think you're going to wake up one morning and just, it's kind of like going up to somebody, if they're not thankful, it's no different than going up to someone who has the flu and saying, oh, don't be sick. Oh, be thankful. (laughs) Well, okay. (laughs) You know, I mean, it requires work. And and, um, I really appreciated the example through prayer. I was praying last night and I was thinking about thankfulness and, and how are you thankful? And I see the Lord in my life as a light. And in good times, I have made him the focus of my life, and, mm-hmm. and he truly is the center of everything that I am. And so when the lights go up, because, so now the Bible and the Lord 
I know who he is. I know his character. I'm not guessing it. I know it. And so I'm very familiar. It's like I'm home with him. So when the lights go out, I'm not afraid because I have an idea. I may have to stumble around a little while to find the candle or to, to find, but it's not like I'm in an unfamiliar territory. If I just popped into the Bible on occasion and, oh, well, I had a bad day, I think I'll read a verse, and then the lights go out, you're not familiar. You're, you're scared, you're stymied, you're stopped because, oh, my golly, I can't move because I'm afraid I'm going to fall into something or things are going to get worse or... But when you, when you base your life on thankfulness and you try to truly learn how to do it, whatever it takes for you, is, as we heard through all the examples, it's different for each of us. But then when the lights go out, whether it's, whether it's you've still got some moonlight or whether it's just a little light bulb went out or the whole place went pitch black dark, you've got the familiarity of the Scriptures and the Lord to know, not to think, not to hope, but to know that you are thankful Maybe not at the moment for the experience, but that will come because you're thankful that he's in it with you. Okay, you're so, thankful that he's leading you. So, so Vicki, what you're saying is in all of our life's experiences, and all of us go through this, sometimes the lights go out and it is dark. And what you're saying is you don't have to be afraid of the dark right? because the dark is just one of those temporary situations and you know how to turn a light on even if it's just an emergency light. And what you're saying is your emergency light is having been devoted to, to Christ and, and, and finding scriptures that can help to lift you up and bear you through those difficulties, even when the lights are out and it is dark outside. And, and sometimes I have trouble finding the candle. Sometimes I think it's going to be a scripture and it's not doing it. I'm, I'm, sometimes it's, I think it might be a hymn, and, and then instead I get a phone call that says, can you do Christian questions? And all of a sudden, you know, the whole thing turns around. Or you bump into somebody that you barely know, um, and I had that experience right before you had called. I had went to the store for something, a store that I very infrequently visit, and someone um, had just found out two weeks previous that she had been diagnosed with breast cancer and she was scared to death. That conversation changed my focus to, oh, poor me, to, oh my golly, how blessed am I to be able to help this poor person who is at the beginning of this, and here I am you know, in the middle or nearing the end, Lord willing. And it's, it was just a paradigm shift. It's a perspective change. You can call it what you will, but you've got to have a tool basket that you've drawn throughout your life. It can't happen if you're just going to be, well, maybe I'll read the scripture today. Right. So, so it's very similar to what Julie was saying about picking up the tools in her video game going up the levels. Sometimes yep. you get these tools, you're not sure how to use them, but as life goes on, it's going to be made evident. Exactly. So, so what, what is it? I mean, because, look, going through cancer, I mean, the word cancer is cancerous. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? It's awful. Sure. <laughs> the C word. <laughs> yeah. So, so going through that, what kind of practicality in, in, in dealing with, with cancer and, uh, you know, you've been dealing with this for, for how long now? Um, since May. Since May. April, April, end of April, I guess. So it's, it's been a long haul. It's been, it's been painful. It's been difficult. You lost your hair and all of that stuff, right? Oh, yes. So I am not the prettiest individual right now. I have lost a lot, a yeah. lot of physical things. Yeah, but, but you know what? I beg to differ. 
<laughs> I do, honestly and truly, because between between you and Julie and Joy and, and the experiences we've been hearing, I've been Jonathan. I've heard beauty on the on 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 this program that is is exceptional. Amen. And so, yeah, you are pretty beautiful, sister. But but anyway, <laughs> let let's continue. Um, so, so put put the gratitude in perspective with the, with the ugliness of cancer. Um, I I think for me, if I have if I have trouble, I think being grateful in a situation of, of for me to sit and say I'm thankful for cancer. If you are a new Christian um, or one that's not familiar with the Lord and know Him intimately and deeply. That sounds like either I'm an idiot or I'm lying. Yeah, yeah, it, it sounds it, it sounds crazy. It does, and and I think so. To give people the beginning for the baby steps is you can always think of someone that's worse. So I can sit and say I'm thankful that I don't have this happening to me. I'm thank so if I have trouble seeing thankfulness in my in the outward experiences, all I have to do is look within. And, so, and I, I play a game uh, that I actually um, have been coined from my family as being Pollyanna, and that's a very, very old, old movie. And she plays something called the glad game that I, that I took on when I was a kid. And things can always be worse. So when things get bad, and, and I've done it my whole life, but in cancer, I'll give you an example. I went to a Sunday, and this is, there are millions of, well, not millions, hundreds of these examples. Um, but I went to a Sunday meeting one day, and I came home, and the minute I walked through the door, I had a horrible upset, my, my stomach, I, it was just, I was a mess. And I could have sat there and said, oh, I'm sick, why am I sick, this isn't fair. And instead, I turned it around and said, thank you, Lord, that I didn't get sick while I was in the car, while I was still at church, while I was anywhere else, I'm home, it's convenient, this is comfortable, thank you. And... There's always, always, but you have to stop, start in small steps before you can ever think to get to the point where you say thank you for cancer. Now, thank you for cancer to me has been because I know, and that's the real thankfulness. It's not the cancer, because cancer, like I said in a previous program, that is not my battleground. That's the Lord's. My battleground is to glorify him through it. So the thankfulness isn't in the cancer, it's in the fact that God is walking me through it. It's in the fact that I know every second of every day of every experience, he knows, and it's only for my eternal well-being that I am so thankful for. All right, so so Vicki, we're down to about the 40 seconds here before the music starts. So what you're really saying is the perspective, and, 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 li- and like you said and Julie said and Joyce said, gratitude really is perspective. It is putting yeah. things, it's learning how to put things in a different in, in a different context, and the context you have put cancer in is that is simply the battleground. It's not your battle. It's the Lord's battle. It's the battleground to, to crystallize your character to Christ-likeness. Therefore, you say you're thankful. Exactly. And being thankful like that is not easy. No. And, some, not. and sometimes you, you forget the thankfulness, like you, and you call it pity parties. <laughs> yes. But God is still greater than the cancer, and God is still greater than the pity party. Yes, indeed. All right. Vicki, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. God bless Thank you. Thank you. Lord bless. Take care. Jonathan, I, I, you know, I, I'm almost speechless here. This is, the, Folks, do you understand the value of the experiences, the profiles of gratitude that you heard today? 
and the value of these experiences that you can take and apply to your life. You heard from real Christian individuals going through real difficult, traumatic problems. And the, the, the bottom line is everyone found a way to find gratitude. May you do that every day of your life. For Jonathan and Rick and Christian Questions, be thankful every day. Show gratitude every day. Till next week, gratitude. Think about it.